Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. <clears throat> Welcome back to another episode of Let's Ride with Chris Harris Jr. I am Patrick Coyote. I am one of your two co-hosts of this program. Joining me, as always, is former Denver Broncos Super Bowl 50 champion and former Los Angeles Charger. Chris Harris Jr. Chris, good to see you, man. You caught a lot of heat in the uh, Bleacher Report streams for having your your Chargers helmet on the uh, on the behind you for uh, a Broncos post game stream. And ever since then, you've changed the helmet. But I feel like I feel like this week you should have had the Chargers and the Broncos Mobile, helmet Mobile. behind you. Uh, how are you doing, man? Good to see you again. Oh, doing good, man. It's a big week, you know. Uh, every time you got a Play the Chargers versus Broncos. It's a rivalry game, and you know it's high stakes, man. You know, anytime you play division, it's two games. <laughs> yeah, well, you of course played for both of these organizations uh, in Denver for nine years, and with the Chargers for two seasons. Uh, Chris, this is going to be a huge game. Broncos six and six, coming off a tough loss against Houston, mm-hmm. where uh, you know, in our interview with Ryan Edwards the other day, he talked about them not taking the Texans seriously as a as a real threat and that kind of bit him in the, it i mean it bit him in the ass and and they lost a closed game came down to the wire again uh this week's going to be another one of those games i feel like it you know chargers defense has been catching so much slack uh all season uh justin herbert's play is constantly under microscope and the the coaching situation in los angeles is yeah. also under a microscope so we're going to talk about all of that in our week 14 preview. But before we get into that, we have a message from our sponsors. The holiday season is off and rolling with NFL in full stride and the NBA and the NHL hitting mid-season form, the mid-season tournament. Chris, I didn't think that this was going to be as crazy as it is, but it's, it's, I'm enjoying it. I'm having a great time watching this basketball. These guys are hungry. They want to win. Uh, yeah. Bet online is your number one destination for all your sports wagering information with up to the minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. Bet online is the top spot for everything pro and amateur sports. And it's not just the big four. Bet online has information available at your fingertip at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time for almost any sport that's played, whether it's <laughs> MMA or international soccer Whatever you want, Bet Online is there. Uh, head to the Bet Online app today and remember to use our promo code Believe. That's B L E A V for fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. And Chris, where we're going to start this episode, sure. we already we already talked about the Texans game, man. We don't need to talk about it anymore. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> that's it's we're a gonna, sour we're taste talk about it a little bit <laughs> we'll talk about it a little bit yeah it, it'll yeah. come up but yeah. that that was one of those games where you know you go into it not really uh not really expecting uh what we saw and the outcome of of what we saw this was a the offense looked completely different um you know cj stroud is balling as a rookie had a great first half second half adjustments were made how did you feel about uh, that Broncos team that you watched against the Houston yeah. Texans compared to the one that you saw yeah. during that five game win streak. Yeah, I think Coach Payton, you know, um, he's seen a team that was a low and pass defense, and 
um, figured that he had the athletes, the receivers on the outside, and a quarterback capable to, to stretch the ball down the field. And that's what he wanted to do. You know, he yeah. wanted to get the offense going, try to put up some numbers, um, try to make it look nice on Russ on paper, you know, because he hasn't had like a real high, um, you know, throwing uh, game. And, you know, Coach Payton, he's, he's not – this is not his style of offensive coordinating, right? Mm-hmm. He's used to high-powered offenses putting up 40, 30 points, you know, um, you, uh, quarterback throwing for 4,000 yards. You know, he's not used to this, right? This is something different. So he's adjusting um, to, to you know, how Russ and what this team needs. And you can see that last game. That's what he wanted to do. He wanted to get back to trying to stretch that ball down the field and uh, try to throw the ball. And it, it was open. I mean, I can't be mad at him for what he did, you know, but we just didn't execute yeah, I agree. And there were certain certain shots that Peyton was taking uh, during the game that it really did look like he was trying to open up that playbook a little bit more. Obviously, those first uh, the first couple throws to Cortland were dropped, and and you know it, those could have been huge, huge chunk plays. And it seemed like there were a lot more of those big chunk plays that were called. Uh, there there was the one that I tweeted out where it was the you know the interception that Stingley had in the middle of the field against you know cover six look and it, it was a great route combination you, you get you get Sutton on the slant and, and go up the seam and then you've got Judy running a little out and up on the backside. Judy, Judy's still running Why? open still running <laughs> still he's still going man it, it but that was that's one of those games where it's like you know it, it, we talked to Ryan about it he said you know this is a team that was giving up a ton of yards through the air uh, a, a pretty decent run defense, but you know, it just didn't work out the way that they needed it to. Uh, Russ was pressured on a lot of his sacks uh, or a lot of those snaps, I should say. And, you know, it, while it's not all on the offensive line, it's, you know, it's also, you know, it's not all on Russ, you know, th- there were drops. It, I feel like it was just a sloppy game offensively run game. Couldn't get going. Uh, defense had to play from behind. And they played well. They played well from behind, but offensively, that limits you. When you're down two scores, you kind of start to panic a little bit. And they, I mean, they just went away from their identity. And and when you go away from your identity, we said it in the last show, you go away from your identity, it's going to be tough to come back from that. So uh, going into this week, though, against the Chargers, Chris, this is a team that you're very familiar with. You you played yeah. there. You've been in that city. You've been around some of these guys. And yeah, you know, you know, I, I want to ask you first and foremost, like from your time in L.A., what are your thoughts of Justin Herbert as a quarterback? Because he takes so yeah. much slack, uh, so much heat in the media and from everyone else about how, you know, he's not elite. He's not clutch. He's not this. He's not that. But what what do you think about Justin Herbert uh, oh, as a man. player and a, and a person? Who said Justin Herbert's not elite? <laughs> a mean, lot of people. <laughs> uh, it's crazy. But um, I knew day one that this kid was going to be a great player in this league for a long time. You know, he wants it. He's a guy that, you know, he's doing the extra things. Um, you know, he, he's loved by everybody in the building. You know, they know you can count on Justin to go out there and, and try to fight for the team, try to do whatever he can to get us uh, a victory. And, you know, um, it, the thing that hurts Justin is his best guy is that he loves is Mike Williams. And um, I've seen Justin play his best ball when he has Mike. When he doesn't have Mike, you know, um he he he's he's kind of how he is now you know he's great but he's not uh the best that he can be so i think um you still need those weapons 
And uh, but and you know, sometimes you know, he has failed a little bit on like comebacks and uh, you know, he struggles with uh, closing games a little bit. I've seen that happen before. And um and and it's happening, I think, this season and last season. So mm. um, so that 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 would probably be his only knock. But I mean the kid can make every throw. He he's he can run, but the, the when I was there, they used to tell him don't run. Yeah. Right. So I don't know if they still have that same strategy with him. That's why you don't see him running read options and running the plays that he was doing in Oregon and things like that, because they tell him like we don't really want you to run so maybe i seen him running a couple last last two weeks a little bit more so but um in the past man they told him don't run man it in thinking back to when he was coming out from oregon that was an interesting evaluation because yeah. there were a lot of people that were not sold on him and i think part of that was you know me being close to the situation um a lot of that was his OC his last year in Oregon was not good at all. I mean, they, they were limiting him severely. I mean, you look at his drop off from sophomore to, you know, sophomore and junior years when he was balling to his senior year. And it's like, what happened to this kid? They, they just limited a, a lot more of what he could do. And he's he, guys, massive, big, big dude. Yeah. Fast cannon for an arm. Like, this is yeah, a guy he's that a freak you, athlete. He's the pro. If you want a quarterback, this is the size that you want. Oh right? yeah, Perfect. huge. Yeah, and I, I think that a lot of people were kind of like blinded by that, you know, by the numbers, and and they didn't really look at his whole body of work. And now in the NFL, it's it's come back full circle. It's like, well, he can't do this and he can't do that. But he can do those things. He's just being limited in in what he could do. Could you imagine Justin Herbert? in a Sean Payton offense, my goodness, that'd be absolutely insane. Um, yeah. Chris, you also spent a lot of time in Denver playing against Keenan Allen. And yeah. Keenan is, I mean, one of the, like one of the better, more underrated wide receivers of all time, just in his, like, uh, for a guy who came out and was not labeled as like that traditional freak athletic uh, wide receiver you know he ran a pretty sl I think he ran in like the four sevens uh, for mm. his 40 and and wasn't really seen as this like wide receiver one guy he has made an incredible career for himself I often compare him to the likes of Rod Smith a guy who came yeah. out who was not highly touted but like just fought and fought and fought and ended up having like a really illustrious career what are your thoughts on Keenan Allen um, in, in today's game and then uh, during your time playing against yeah. him and then with him yeah it's interesting that you said he ran a four seven because i'm like thinking in my head like uh he wasn't really ever too fast you know he was but he was extremely quick and he had um a very great sudden uh stop and start mm -hmm. right uh great acceleration in a route could um excellent route running you know um great hands and him and rivers was on a great uh you you know they had that great plan they understood what to do um yeah. they they understood the system they was always on the same page and that made it tough man going against those guys every week or every twice a year and um so it's you know j mac he's one of my uh x factors for the game key guy this game because i know that going against keenan allen now seeing that he already has 100 catches on the season uh he's gonna get five to ten targets Right. And um, that's what he's the guy that they use to try to move the chains. 
So defensively, what we have to do, uh, that's why I say J-Mac is an X factor because yeah. he's going to be mainly the guy that's guarding the guy that's going to be getting targeted, um, you know, in this game. Unless we move Pat Sertan on him and have him follow Keenan in the slot, which I wouldn't – I would, I think that would be a good idea because that would severely handicap, you know, the Chargers passing game and make and force right. them throw to uh, Johnson, which is struggling. Make them throw to Jordan Palmer which is, um, you know, I think he has like 300 yards or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so, um, and he's you know, Kenan's getting all the balls. Um, they do have solid tight ends with Parham because he's a big boy, you know, 6'8", 6'7". Yeah. Um, and McKinney, he's a tough, you know, tight end. Yeah. So, PJ yeah, and Everett, Justin too. have to play solid. And yeah. these guys – and tackle well, you know. These guys are solid bodies, big bodies. And um, so that would be their um, – that's their philosophy, you know. Yeah. I, Eckler – um, you know, he's been doing his thing for a while. I think he's going to down the year this year. But, you know, we, the key to stopping is Keenan Allen. Yeah, for sure. And there are several Chargers players that are on the injury report for this game um, that could have an impact. I mean, Zach Bailey and Trey Pipkins, two offensive linemen, both limited in practice yesterday. We'll see what they have today. Uh, and then the guy you mentioned, Josh Palmer, he was limited in practice with a knee injury. On the Broncos side, Zach Allen limited with an elbow, McGlinchey limited with a back, Mims limited with a ribs injury, uh, Sertan limited with that knee injury that we saw in Houston, and then uh, Deller and Turner Yell limited with a back. So we'll be keeping an eye on those guys going forward. Uh, some big names, especially with another big name, Khalil Mack, who is absolutely tearing it up, leads the league in sacks. He is just an absolute monster. I don't know if you saw the video, Chris of their game last week, but he, he pretty much knocked the wind out of Ezekiel. Everything that he ate that morning probably came up because that was one of the hardest <laughs> hits that I have ever seen. Uh, I mean, in a clean, totally clean hit, but just great technique from Khalil Mack in his what 10th, 11th year, still just having a career year. Um, do you think yeah. that Khalil Mack has a huge game against the Broncos considering yeah. what we saw from Will Anderson this last week in Houston. Yeah, I think Khalil is definitely going to be lining up on the defense's left side uh, going against McGlinchey. That's uh, that's my ex, another X factor for this game. Um, mm -hmm. We got to have a, a great game by a right tackle. Um, but uh, Khalil Max a different type of pass rusher than Anderson, right? Anderson is mm -hmm. more using his speed. He has very uh, sudden bursts off the ball. Uh, Khalil Mack is more power. He's going to use, use power with the speed. And um, this this guy definitely can uh, cause problems for us. And um, he's done it before. You know, he's wrecked games and just single-handedly won games on his own versus the Broncos. I've seen it. And uh, mm -hmm. he leads the league in sacks. And, you know, he's hungry. He wants to get – he wants to fight for Coach Staley, right? Everybody there knows uh, this could be Coach yep. Staley's last year. If they don't get it done, if they don't – uh, at least get a win in the playoffs, right? So I think it's a lot of pressure over there. And I think Khalil Mack, you know, he wants to continue to fight for him. So uh, yep. it's, he's going to be coming, man. It's going to be a big game for the tackles. Speaking of Staley, you know, it, I think were they were they together in Chicago? They had to have been. Yeah, they had to have crossed paths at some point. Yeah. So I mean, speaking of Staley, if the Broncos win this game, which I think that this is, it's a tough one. Right now, the spread is at two and a half. It's not, I mean, it's going to be close, but if Denver wins this game, 
with all of the rumors and all of the, you know, he's lost the locker room talk and, and yada, yada, yada. You lose this game, you go to five and eight playoffs are, are kind of still on the outskirts. Mm -hmm. Do you think Staley gets fired if the Broncos win this game? I don't think he gets fired right away. I think they'll let him play. That's not in their character really. Uh, with Tom and the Spanos family to fire him probably during the season. I don't, it had to be really, really bad. And um, so I, I, I would think um, let I think they would let Coach Staley finish out the year and then they would uh, move on. But uh, what targets are out there? Like, will Belichick yeah. be out there? Harbaugh. Will, um, we, we would have to see who's a hot name. Harbaugh, right? the enemy, Ben Johnson. Yeah. So I mean, it's going to be interesting. Ooh, Ben Johnson in a with those weapons in LA. You give Ben Johnson, Justin Herbert, yeah, that'd be rough. That you give the enemy Justin Herbert. That'd be yeah. that'd be pretty fun to watch. I mean, any of those options, mate. You bring Belichick in. Belichick's obviously, you know, defensive guru. Um, I and that's a defense that has dudes, but like they're not playing well. They're they're not, it's not like a very talent heavy roster on the defensive side, but right. think about the guys that he's going to bring with him could be O'Brien could be McDaniels could be, you know, someone else. Those guys have had success as coordinators under Bill Belichick. I think that that's, that's something to watch for Harbaugh could come in and, and he's done very well when he's taken over teams um, and he's worked well with young, younger quarterbacks as well. Ben Johnson, yeah. you know, he's a baller and uh, you know, the enemy worked well with Patrick Mahomes and he's done pretty good, Things for uh, Washington. Sam Howell's looking pretty good. So, um, yeah, I don't know. That's I think they look for more of a veteran coach. You know, Coach Staley mm -hmm. is his first time being a head coach. That's why yeah. I think the enemy might be out of the question on this one. Right. Uh, they might go probably like the veteran route or somebody that's had pretty solid success in the in the league. And um, you know, uh, you, you know, Coach Staley, he's. He's definitely on the hot seat, you know. I think that's yeah. probably uh, probably one of the hottest seats, you know, in the league right now and the hottest places because, you know, everybody wants that job, you know. When you have yeah. a quarterback like that, um, you got some solid young pieces. Uh, the defense is a little older now, you know, and they don't really have a true identity uh, mm -hmm. other than Derwin and Khalil, you know. But yeah. uh, uh, that you still got great location, you know, Uh <laughs> Great quarterback, great spot. So it's it's in Cali, you know. Great weather. So every yeah. a lot of coaches definitely gonna be calling in trying to yeah. get that job. <laughs> oh man, I, you know I can just I mean? see Belichick down there right now with you know t-shirt like, on. Belichick's like I can retire out <laughs> here. Let, let me just let me just get out of New England. I'm tired of the cold. I want to go to the warmth. Um, Chris, this is a big game. This is a big big game uh, for the Broncos. If they win, they go to seven and six. Uh, if I mean, with Kansas City going up against a, a tough opponent this week, there's a possibility that you could get back to being one game behind the Chiefs in the division. Yeah. This, is, this is a huge, huge matchup. Um, what do you need to see from the Denver Broncos in this game? Let's, let's, go, let's go to the three keys. Three keys to the game. What do you need to see from the Denver Broncos in this game against the Chargers to not only win the game, but also get back to playoff talk? Oh, yeah. Number one thing is protect the football, win the turnover <clears throat> battle. The games that we won, we had less turnovers and we, we won a turnover battle. 
And uh, when we do that, uh, we usually we usually have a, give our team a great chance to win the game because the 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 uh, margin for error is very slim with this team, right? So we got a dang Russ had, dang near has to play pretty much perfect football and yeah. being able to protect it. And everybody else, you know, we had a lot of fumbles from the receivers, you know, a couple from the running back. So um, being able to protect the football is going to be huge in this game. Yeah, I agree. I think that this is going to be one of those games where we need to get back to Russ. Just operate the offense. Don't don't try to do too much. Uh, make your reads and don't panic. Don't don't panic. Keep the timer in the back of your mind, but like don't panic. You know you got Khalil Mack going. Make your adjustments. Make your shifts. Protect yourself. Uh, get the ball out quickly. Don't wait. When you see a guy open, throw him. I I mean. The, the samurai route on fourth and one is going to haunt us for the rest of the season because Jerry Judy was wide open. It could have been a touchdown. We're talking about a seven and six team going in the SoFi instead of a six and, or a seven and five team instead of a six and six team going in the SoFi. So definitely agree with you there. Second key to the game. What do you got? Man, I think, I think the Chargers are going to try to run the football on the Broncos. Right. That's fair. And um I think that's a I think that's their philosophy this week, seeing how Broncos are very low on the rush defense right now. Yeah. Um, so I think they might be, you know, they and they haven't established a run this season, right? With Josh Kelly and Eckler. Uh those guys have been pretty much sharing the carries. And uh so I think that will be huge on us being able to shut down the run. J Mac winning into some matchups. On some key third downs versus uh, Keenan to get get those guys off the field, and and another key is for us with Javante Williams being able to get him back the carries, um, get him back twenty touches, and we have to win third down on offense. Right, yeah. last week we were over uh, like over like uh, even Sean Payton said it. Oh, right, we 11. didn't get a, I don't remember getting a third down. Right, no. so um, that's that's why you don't see Javante Williams getting a lot of carries. Uh, time possession uh, being high is because we're not you, you can't when you don't convert you don't get to keep the ball so yeah. that's just how it is man so that's what those are the keys of what we have to do to win yeah you mentioned the Chargers try, trying to get the run game started in their last four games only two of those games they've had not, over 90 rushing yards Chris five games this year with over 90 rushing yards and the rushing attempts in their last four games Against New England, they ran it 24 times. Baltimore, 19. Green Bay, 24. Detroit, 28. They're trying to run the ball. It, it's been it's been fairly split, a little more pass than run, but they're trying to run the ball. They just haven't been successful at it at all. So I think you're absolutely right. I think this is going to be the week where they say, hey, we, we can run the ball against these guys. Mm-hmm. this is not yeah. a very good run this is not a very good run defense. We can run the ball against these guys. We can get X started. Yeah. And then that's where... We're going to get into the passing game and whatnot. So great, great keys. Uh, Obviously, you know, contain Mac. You have to do what you can. Mike McGlinchey last week against Will Anderson was not a pretty game. And for all the talk that he that he got during that win streak of, oh, he hasn't allowed a sack in five games and they played some really good teams. Yeah, and they did. But why did we let up? Why did we let up against Houston? Go back and watch that tape and and count the number of times that McGlinchey comes out of his stance just standing straight up. I mean, it, you're lo- you lose leverage immediately, um, and, and especially against guys like Will Anderson, who can use that speed to power, and Khalil Mack, who is probably one of the best in the league with the bull rush. 
that's going to yeah. be a tough game. And I mean, I at this point, Chris, after watching last week's game again, I don't see I don't see a scenario where Khalil Mack doesn't come away with this game with at least three sacks. I don't see it. Uh, I'll give him we if we give him three sacks, we'll lose the game, right? I, yeah, we cannot, um, we cannot give him three sacks. I'm pretty sure you know that's why we have tight ends, right? Our tight ends are tackles. So we're yeah. going to use those guys to be able to uh, double team and chip this guy. Have to. Uh, send two and three guys on him. Hit him with play action. Hit him with some screens. They'll be very aggressive in blitzing Derwin. You know, they love to blitz him. They'll try to get him a sack. Knowing when he's coming, you know. Um, uh, but their secondary has been pretty much the worst in the league. Yeah. You know, uh, I don't see – I see Sean Payton going in with that same attitude, kind of. Yeah. You know, yeah. and trying to open up the passing game, you know, yeah. and it's right there wide open, you know, because they're 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 pretty much last. Yeah. And uh right now I think they're playing a new guy, I forgot his name. Uh, but uh they took out Michael Davis and he's always been the guy that matches up with Cortland and he's matched up with Cortland very well. Yeah. You know, because he's yeah. a bigger corner, he's he can match up, he's he can run. Um, uh, so uh and he's he just fits the matchup with Cortland. So I don't think they're gonna end. So he's been benched the last couple of weeks. So Cortland might have a uh, might be able to exploit that uh, at the at the right corner opposite of Sante Samuel. I even like Cortland versus Samuel because oh, he's yeah. a bigger body. You know, smaller guy. Uh, I think we can definitely try to take advantage of that in the red zone. Oh, if yeah. I'm a coach, that's what I'm thinking of. You know. Yeah, and this is a team that plays. I mean, they play a lot of quarters. They play an oh, yeah. ungodly amount of quarters. So yeah. going from you know the D'Amico defense that we saw last week, where it was a, a very healthy mix of uh, you know th those two high looks. So you got you got some cover two, you got six, you got quarters. Um, they play they, like they, a palms. With, yeah, it, uh, and Ryan's. It's like a palms version. Yeah, where they try to keep both the safeties high, but they can drive down too. Yep, uh, and it's, it's, we it's, saw that. It's, it, yeah, you know, so it's everybody kind of plays the same, but D'Amico and them run uh, like the 49ers. They, those guys, yeah. they kind of run a similar uh, type of um, style in their cover four. So it's just a different version of it. Yeah. Yeah. It, and they, they got to be able to attack that. Hey, you go from a similar yeah. look from last week to, you know, a defense now that they, they, and they play it pretty undisciplined too. I mean, if you get switch routes, there's a lot of confusion. Um, guys are in the wrong spot. They're not reading their keys correctly. This is an opportunity. Like you said, if you're Sean Payton, yeah, you can open up the pass game again, but you can't underestimate them again. They, this is not one of those games where you can underestimate your opponent two weeks in a row. And, and it's pretty similar. You're going to have a, a good pass rusher coming off the edge. You're probably going to face quite a bit of pressure. Um, they've That rookie that they have, Thule, too, he's an absolute dog. So you got to really be careful for both sides. You, just because Bosa isn't playing in this game doesn't mean that you're not going to get pressured. Um, and, and I think that this is this is that area where we need a good tight end. Where is Zach Ertz? Why is Zach Ertz Man. not on this team yet? This is the this Did is the he game sign with he, anybody? No, he's still a free agent. He's got everybody looking at him. 49ers, Man. Eagles, Chiefs. I mean, it, everybody's looking at him. But you would think that if tight end was really something that you needed and maybe it's that he doesn't see the Broncos as a contender, which completely understand, but this, this is where Sean Payton and George Payton need to call up, call up his representation and be like, Hey, look, 
we could be a contender if you come play here. We need a tight end with your skill set. If we get I'm close to the playoffs, it wouldn't hurt to look for a tight end. No. Like, it's Gronk, bad, can we get man. you out of retirement, man? Ooh. Somebody, you know, you know, just like anybody, man, just to – Tony. Tony, just, what are you if doing? We make it, if we got a lock, say we got a lock to go in the playoffs. But, yeah. you know, two games in, we know we have a great high percentage going in. It wouldn't be bad for us to go find a tight end, man. That can oh, be high. What's Vernon Davis up to these days? Like, we just need somebody else. <laughs> Because just I don't remember this type of production from your tight end in the NFL. It, that's very bad, right? Yeah. And it, it limits you. It limits yeah. you offensively. It's yeah, like you can't do anything, man. It, when you can't work the middle of the field, and we already don't work it with with Judy, no. right? At least you could be able to do it with him. But not having the tight end eliminates easy throws. Yeah, that like get the quarterbacks in rhythm because yeah. they're just a bigger body. You know, you can just throw it away sometimes from the defenders and they're just out muscle and just bigger size. So it just eliminate not having that weapon for Russ definitely does hurt. Man, I, I think we figured out, you know, when when draft time comes around, I think we figured out our top prospect and that's got to be Brock Bowers from Georgia. Uh Man, but, if, he, you know, if, if he drops, I doubt it. But <laughs> I, doubt, I doubt it, too. But, uh, Chris, last question before we get out of here. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about, you know, Russ, and we talked about it in the last show with Ryan Edwards. Um, and the big conversation now is what do you do with Russ next season? And his contract becomes fully guaranteed at a certain point. So the team and the organization has a big decision to make uh, coming up soon. And I wanted to ask you, uh, what QB option would you prefer in Denver in 2024? And here's your four options. Uh, A, Russell Wilson. B, Jameis Winston. C, Justin Fields. Or D, other. So a rookie or a different free agent. Man, I would go with, I would go with Justin Fields, you know, having a younger guy. Uh, being able to, we seen what he did versus the Broncos. I think they're they're taking notice of that. Yeah. Uh, but to go out and make a trade for him is going to be hard. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see what happens. You know, um, would I pay? Je- would I pay Russell Wilson? Uh, it's going to be that's a tough. You know, because if you guarantee him next year, now. you got to guarantee him the the the, the year following. Yeah. And it's like uh, so it jumps be- to like fifty five million. Yeah, almost 50 to 60 million guaranteed. Yeah. So uh, has he balled the last two years to get 60 million guaranteed? I would say no. Um, Would I say they just flat out cut him or trade him? I would say no. Also, I think they probably work a deal, uh, rework a deal, probably to get him, um, you know. um, Get that cap hit a little lower. uh, Cap lower. uh, Or um, being able to, you know, find a way, you know, they're not going to find something guaranteed. So no. I just think they rework his contract. I think this is the last year of it. Um, regardless of if we finish well and go to the playoffs or not, he's just yeah. not that. He's a he's we're using him as a manage manageable quarterback, right? Yeah. And that's how that's that's the way the offense has been. It's not it's not we're not putting up five thousand yards, four thousand yards. No, you know. No. So this um, is the Drew Brees Saints. Yeah, they're not paying them. So when you pay guys forty million, thirty-seven million. Like you expect them to put up big numbers, mm-hmm. right? So um, I, I I don't see him living through this contract at all, for sure. Yeah, Justin for sure. Fields, man. I I don't know what the price will be. 
but well, th- I mean, you got to think about that. Yeah, and and you got to think about that as well. And that's a great point because he's going into he's going to be going into the final year of his deal very soon. Uh, are you going to pick up that fifth year option? Yeah, probably. Um, but then are you going to are you going to sign him to a massive extension because he's a first round guy? I I don't know. You would have to see. But I think that I really liked Justin Fields coming out of Ohio State. I really did. I was probably one of the few people that, you know, saw past the just Ohio State thing. I liked what he had. He has he had the he had the physical tools. He had the athleticism. He's got a pretty good arm. Does he struggle at reading defenses sometimes? Sure. But we also can't like that's a natural thing in the NFL. Quarterbacks are not going to be perfect every single time armchair quarterbacks are the best quarterbacks in the NFL because they get to see everything that happens after the play and they don't have that view. It's really, really easy. So I think part of it is he needs better coaching. Eberflus is not that dude. If you put Justin Fields with a Sean Payton type, or you put him with, I mean, any, any other legitimate, you know, decent coach in the NFL, he's probably doing a bit better. Is he going to be a top 10 quarterback? No but he's going to be much, much better. And I feel like him versus Russ right now, I'd probably take Justin Fields over Russell Wilson right now in this offense with these weapons and with his capabilities. Russ can still move a little bit. He can still get out of the pocket, but uh, to the extent of Justin Fields, uh, I don't think so. Nope. <laughs> uh, last thing, Chris, prediction. What do you got? Man, I think this is the guy to have a game right here. So I, I'm going 32 to 28 Broncos. Yeah, uh, we got to put up 30 if we're going to be if we're going to uh, win this game. Yeah, I was going to say 31-27 is going to be my final uh, Broncos over the Chargers. If they if they can score 31 points, I think that's definitely a win. Got to give Javante the ball at least 20 times. Get the run game back going, Sean. What are we doing? Get get it going again. Well, man. Anyways, Broncos country, that's going to do it. Uh, make sure you follow us on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. Subscribe to that show. Leave a little rating. Boost that up. Follow Chris and I on Twitter at Chris Harris Jr., at Patrick Coyote, at Believe Network. Make sure you follow us on YouTube as well. You can get full episodes, interviews, all that great stuff over there. And Broncos country, don't forget, we will be on Bleacher Report after the game live with our reaction on Sunday. And until next time, let's ride. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.